supposed to be messing. It's been messing with your mind. Hey girl, someone stole your smile now. It's been a while now. Happiness is here. I think everybody tell their mother, try to tell you what you're worth. What you're worth. Don't you forget that the one who made you told you what you're worth. Repeat after me. I'm a blood bond, battle ball, all my shame long gone. Made new child of the king. I'm a name and testify, holy water baptized, when that I came up clean. I'm a soul man, saved by God's amazing grace, and now there ain't no way, girl, can't get that away, girl, don't forget you're free, it's who you made to be, hey, girl, oh, yeah. Crazy kind of wonderful, and there's no one like you. Hey girl, don't you know as you're up, you are the treasurer, the God who loves you. Letting everybody and their mother try to tell you what you're worth, what you're worth. And if you should forget, let the one who made you tell you what you're worth. I repeat after me, I'm a blood bought, battle fought, all my shame long gone, made new child of the king. But here's a little last advice. Live free, walk in victory, and repeat after me. I'm a blood bought, battle fought, all my shame long gone, made a child of the king. I'm a name and testify, holy water baptized, when down it came up clean. I'm a soul. For the weekend right there <laughs> so now we're going to transition and you notice we haven't prayed yet right well we do things that kind of a little different around here and I wanted to sing a prayer over you all right and you may know it you can sing it you could sing it over folks that you know you can sing it over your family you can sing it over yourself but we're going to sing this and then we're going to get into worshiping God. But first we're going to pray our song. So you could either sit, you can stand. The whole point is to receive and just let's get into the presence of God. Amen. I speak the name of Jesus over you. Your life and in your home, I will ask for God to move. 
you in this house. Lord, I pray a blessing over these women. I speak life and life more abundantly. I thank you, Lord, that eyes will be opened, that ears will hear what the Spirit of God has to say to us. That this weekend will be a weekend of freedom. In the name of Jesus, that your freedom will come to the people. Lord, we speak it into the atmosphere. The name of Jesus, into the atmosphere. Come on. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you in this house. Stand with us as we worship the Lord now. Come on. We're going to sing to God. We're going to rejoice.
Oh, he has some words for us tonight. They're written down. And then there's those words that he just speaks over us. Oh, we believe every word from your word, oh God. We believe every word from your lips, oh Lord. We believe, Holy Spirit, that you will speak to us tonight. You said, I believe. Come on. You said, it's already been done. You said, I believe. You said, come on now. It is. Let's just lift our hands. We're all in this place together to worship Almighty God. There is no one else in your life that should be praised higher than God. He should get words from you that no one else qualifies for. Lord, we're in this place tonight to change the atmosphere. We're in this place to shift atmospheres in households. To shift atmospheres in hearts. To shift atmospheres and family lives. Father, we speak into the atmosphere of the lives in this room tonight. And those that are listening to us, whatever this is, we say life. And life more abundantly and we worship you in this house. Come on, just worship. The atmosphere is changing. Nothing stays the same. Heaven is waiting for the mention of the name. The Spirit is moving, burning like a flame, healing the broken by the one we proclaim. Raise it up, fill the sky, chains will fall.
of the living God to manifest himself to us. Holy Spirit, that you will speak into the lives of the women. No other voice but the voice of Holy Spirit has permission to speak in this atmosphere tonight. I thank you, Father, that you will show us things we have never seen. Let us hear things we've never heard from your word, from your voice. Father, I pray that the eyes of our understanding will be open in this place. That our hearts will be open to receive your word into us. To receive healing where needed. To receive wisdom, insight, and understanding. Father, we open our ears to hear your voice. Each one of us to hear what it is that you want us to hear. We just thank you, Lord, that we have family in the kingdom. That we can be together as family in your kingdom. 
that we can be women of God together, that we can worship the true and living God, that the name of Jesus is the name that gives us authority to speak to things and see it happen. And so, Father, we just thank you tonight for what it is that you will do in this place and for these women's lives, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen, ladies. God bless you. Thank you, worship team. This is our signature worship team. We call our worship team Signature Worship. I got that name on a very stormy, rainy day in Arkansas, driving on a road I've never driven before. And when I went back the next day to go back to the airport, I saw the cliff that was next to the road I was driving on. The rain was so tremendous, I couldn't see where I was going, and there were trucks next to me, and I had a tiny little rental car, and I could have blown off the road and wouldn't have known, but I was praying in tongues and just praying in tongues for God to show me what he needs me to see, and all of a sudden, the word signature worship came out of my mouth, and he said, that's what you need to name the worship team when you go back to church. I said, okay. Never thought about naming our worship team, so there it is. Thank you, Lord. So, everybody all right? Good. Sometimes it's hard to worship and get out of that, right? But we don't have to get out of it. When we worship God, it's giving him things that nobody else qualifies for. Amen? And we should have words that only God qualifies for. You should consider your vocabulary to God to be precious and sacred and it should not be light. Amen? So there's an assignment for you when you go home tonight. Well, we are privileged tonight to have Pastor Patty. And I have a few items on here for her. Because we'll tell you more about her tomorrow when we introduce her tomorrow. (laughs) She is from Milford, Connecticut. Her husband's name is Pastor James. This very big, strong Samoan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's not with her. He is doing ministry uh, while she's here. She has three, three children? Two. Two. She has two children. <laughs> three is not like sure James. What, maybe you have a third one you don't know about. <laughs> yes, I know is. she has a son and a daughter. Her daughter, Anna, is here with us. So we welcome you, Anna. <laughs> she has a heart to reach the last places on the face of the earth with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Her mini- the ministry is called Uttermost Ministry, U-T-T-E-R, Most Ministry. That is the most difficult word for me to say because in, with my accent because it's not a word I say all the time. And so I just think it's funny. But uh, <laughs> that is the ministry. You should look it up almost, e- not almost, every week there's a posting on their Facebook page about how many souls were saved that in places that never heard about Jesus. She has a ship that's called Uttermost Witness, and that ship reaches the isolated places that no other uh, type of vehicle or manpower walking can get to. Isn't that just amazing? Amen. And that ship is doing a 24-7 work. 24-7 that ship is operating. And 
She is the director of the Rama Bible Training Center, South Pacific. And there are 30 islands in that area that she wants to plant 30 schools in. And currently you have four? Four. Currently they have four schools. So the goal is 30 schools. So there's 26 more schools to go in places that people have never heard Jesus, the word Jesus, the name Jesus, much less have the presence. Do you know how blessed you are to go into places in America and actually experience the presence of God and not feel isolated from God. Do you know that? And you should, you know, crave it and not consider it a appetizer. Amen? Um, the Rama Bible Training College, South Pacific, has trained believers from 20 nations and over 100 churches representing more than 25 denominations. We got that information off of your website. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? We see these words, but you know how much work went into that? <laughs> so tonight, before uh, Pastor Patty comes up, we're going to play two videos that she doesn't know about. <laughs> we, we went on her, on her website and pulled videos down. <laughs> one of them, she introduces the ministry, and the other one is the most recent update from the ministry of how many souls were saved and what they did that week. And so after these two videos play, the next voice you will hear will be Pastor Patty. So whenever the videos finish, we're going to welcome her. Let's hear the videos. God is moving in the Pacific. Lives have been changed. Families restored. Ministers trained. And skilled laborers equipped. My name is Patty Akui. And we, the Uttermost Ministries, present to you the opportunity to give and be a part of what God is doing in the Pacific Nation. Every seed you sow enables the impact of the Word of God that's affecting the lives of men, women, fathers, mothers, children, and nations. Join us and let's reach the uttermost parts of the world together. I'm Pastor Antoinette. I'm in charge of physical plant here at Adamus Ministry. Another week in the book, and here are the highlights.
God. Well, thank you, Lord. This is a special time. And I believe the Lord in these two days would like to manifest himself to you. I don't know about you, but I don't want to wait until heaven to have any kind of experience with God. Uh, We can be lost in his glory here. And we can experience his healing power. We can experience restoration on a permanent level. We can even experience healing on a permanent level where it's taken care of so you can do other things in your life. Mm. Pastor Fiona asked me to come and speak and uh, I was far, far away like Fiona's mom and dad in Shrek. (laughs) They lived in far, far away. And I, I almost, Pastor, I almost said, no, I don't think so. Uh, but I always commit everything to the Lord because my life is in his hands and I'm his to command. And the Lord said, I want you to be at that meeting. And so here we are. And that was two weeks ago in Samoa, actually. And I was actually there. That was that was live and our staff and Handsome Henselite was the intro speaker there. We call him Handsome. But let's believe God. We can experience his glory in two days. And, you know, anything that's going to happen in this ladies' meeting is going to be because of his presence, because of his anointing, uh, because he's given me words to speak, not because I can intellectually develop a message and I'm a good speaker. I'm actually not a very good speaker and I'm actually very shy and scared to death of speaking in front of people. Uh, What's your biggest fear in life? Speaking in front of people. (laughs) Okay, that's what I'm going to have you do. (laughs) Thanks, Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. (laughs) So I hold my hands a lot because I'm scared of you. (laughs) There's a secret. (laughs) Well, I'm used to it now. I used to shake quite a bit and hold on to the pulpit. But God has really helped. But anything that's going to happen is going to be him. We don't want the move of man. We might get temporary fixes when we're emotionally charged or psyched up. But the move of man will fade very quickly. But when God moves, it's a permanent healing. It's a permanent restoration. So let's turn our hearts to him and believe that he's here and he is. We're already lost in his glory. He's already here. And he's already moving so lost in your glory I seek your faith I don't have much to say but I love you 
lost in your glory. Down on my knees. Why are you laughing? I don't have much to say, but Lord, use me faithful. He says, thank you for pouring your life out the way you have. Especially into those kids. You've changed more by how you've obeyed me than you could ever imagine. And it's multiplying out into Pennsylvania and beyond. It's crossing state borders and state lines. And it's getting into places that you would never have imagined that it would get to. I don't have much to say, but Lord, use me. Hey, yeah, try to follow me. I don't want to wait till heaven to see your face, to know your grace. And I don't want to wait till heaven to feel your power, to taste your glory. Do you want to wait when we could experience the table that he set before us down here? I don't want to wait till heaven to feel your power, to taste your glory. I don't want to wait till heaven to find my answer. I can just take it now. I take it now, I take it now, I take him now, I take him now, I believe, I take him now. I take him now, receive him now, I believe. I believe I can know him. I believe I can walk with him. I believe I can receive healing from him on a permanent level. I believe I can receive restoration from him. That's once and for all. And I don't have to go down again. I can stay up. I believe he can heal me to the uttermost, save me to the uttermost, strengthen me to the uttermost. I believe he can keep me standing in the worst of circumstances. I believe he can strengthen my physical body. I thank you, Lord, that the future is bright. Thank you, Lord.
I take it now. I take it now. Receive it now. I believe. So you don't have to wait till heaven to see His face, to know His grace. We don't. You don't have to wait till heaven to feel His power. To taste His glory, and you don't have to wait till heaven to find your answers. You can just take it now. So I take it now. I take Him now. I take him now. Receive him now. I believe. It's going to get better. You're going to get stronger. You're going to know what to do every single time. Because you've got someone on your side that is mighty. Mighty, mighty, and he's with you. He is with you. He is with you. He's with you. You don't have to be afraid to step out and do anything that he's asked you to do. He is mighty, and he is with you. He's with you. And you don't have to give up on your dreams to serve him. You don't have to give up on your dreams to serve him. It doesn't become the emphasis of our lives. Our emphasis is the kingdom. But he said and he promised that all these things would be added unto you if you seek first the kingdom of God. That everything else, that everyone wakes up every morning and puts their feet on the floor for money and stuff and the bigger house and the vacations and the bigger ring and the bigger everything and the more of this and the more of that, all of that is just automatically added to you. So rejoice. Pick your dream back up. It can happen very quickly. So we don't have to wait. How are you doing? Nice jacket. This is my daughter, Anna. She's a wonderful, beautiful, sweetest person you've ever met. So let's take him now. And some of the things that I pray is, Lord, if there is a highest level for us as human beings to operate at on earth, if there's a highest level for us to be operating at, a highest level of victory, a highest level of healing, uh, which is not sick at all, uh, a highest level of authority, a highest level... If there's a highest level for us as human beings that you have bought and paid for, then I would like that. 
I wouldn't like to spend my entire earth life living at the lowest level possible for a human being that just happens to be a Christian as well. And tonight, the Lord has instructed me to teach a pretty high level, a pretty high standard. And my fear is that I might hurt your feelings. Or be insensitive to your pain or the things that you've been through. Ah, I I told Pastor Fiona that. The title of our message tonight is You Can't Break Me. That's a pretty high level of living. Where no matter what happens to you in your life, You can't break my heart. You can't break my mind. You can't break my body. You can't break my stride towards the plan and the purpose of God. You can't break me. And I'm talking to a variety of things that exist here. There's people that like to break you things they say, things they do. But we want to position ourselves. If we're going to serve God, fulfill our purpose, cross our finish line, and everyone has a finish line, everyone has a purpose, whether you're called to fivefold ministry or not, God has assigned something to you while you're here. You may be a business person and and your job is to tell people about Jesus where you work and just be a light there. Ah. And I've noticed that no matter who you are, if your heart is broken, your faith is broken, your ministry is broken, your life is broken. Proverbs 4 and 23 says, Guard your heart with all diligence because out of your heart, out of your spirit, flows the issues of life. Issues of life, of course, for you and your family, us four and no more, no. But there's issues of life that God has put in you for other people. And if this life can break you, there's a high probability that you won't stand or step into the part and the plan that God has for you down here that doesn't involve taking or maintaining myself. It involves ministering to other people. It involves giving. It involves helping other people. So one of the stances that I've adopted in my life, uh, because of all of the crazy, horrible things that have happened to me in my life, I've decided that no matter what happens to me on earth, no matter what people say to me, no matter what just life does, sometimes it's not anybody. It's like a tree fell on my car once. Actually, I was with my son Willem. (laughs) I was with my son Willem at one of those vintage video game stores, vintage stock. And there was a big wind in Tulsa that day, and an awning flew off the building and it picked my car. 
And, and, you know, that wasn't any person. I don't even think it was the devil. That certainly wasn't the Lord. I'm going to smash Patty's window today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, he's not in the people hurting business. He's in the people saving business, the people blessing business. And we need to get that straight, right? Uh, so, so many things have happened to me in my life, but I've, I've decided to position myself as something and as someone that no matter what happens to me, no matter what I go through down here, it's not, I'm not going to break. I'm not going to go down. I'm going to stay up. And a lot of it has to do with me on the inside, what I've decided, what level I want to live at. Because there's all different levels that you can go to heaven at, right? Remember the thief at the cro- on the cross? He's like, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Okay, I'll see you there. And then, boom, they, they die. Did the guy ever do anything down here for anybody? No, he was a, he was a rascal. But he made it in. That's a level. Yeah, but that's not the level that I want to go in at. Right? Especially if I lived 90 years <laughs> and had a big chance to do nice things and obey God. I don't want to go in like, uh, oh, I didn't really do anything. I just uh, <laughs> I took the free gift and laid around. No, I don't, I don't want that either. I, I want to do something for the Lord. I want to show him my thank you. I want to, I want to be a strong person. I want to help other people. I don't want to be a victim. I want to be a victor. I, I want to overcome. I don't want to underachieve. I don't want to be a defeated Christian. I want to be a Christian that is strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And I want to be someone that someone can look at and say, okay, I, I would like to be like that person. I'll start tonight with a story of one of the things that's happened to me. Uh, Actually, it's 15 years ago tomorrow. My first husband passed away, and he was 42 years old, uh, the nicest person I've ever met, call of God in his life. He was born into a multimillionaire's family and had the call of God in his life, walked away from being a multimillionaire, And the Lord called us to the tiny island of Samoa. We were there for about 10 years and finally getting the school up and running. We had a third-year program. Now people were coming from 20 different nations. Uh, People liked us now. (laughs) They weren't wondering when we were going to leave. You know, as a missionary, you you have a phase of, they won't last. We'll give them two years. And then two years goes by. Well, we'll see. We'll give them two more years, and they're still here. And then at the 10-year mark, well, I guess they're not leaving. (laughs) The 12-year mark, well, we better start to talk to them. So we were right about there where people were starting to talk to us. That's a little Samoan. And uh, just a wonderful man, just a wonderful man. talked about finishing his course all the time. But uh, one day we, we were actually on our way to Samoa. He came into the house, and I'd never heard him in my life say there was something wrong with him. He said, there's something 
here <laughs> that's not right. And I, I said, well, maybe just go lay down and rest. He'd been out swimming and doing some things with the kids. And uh, little by little, he began to lose his voice. And uh, quickly, uh, within probably six months, he, he couldn't talk. He, he actually sounded, it was humiliating. He sounded like this. And he taught his classes like that because he refused to quit. Mm. And so we still didn't know what was wrong, but we came to a doctor in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the doctor did some tests, and he came and talked to us, and he looked, he looked Kelly straight in the eye, and he said, you've got six months to live. You've got ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease. There's no cure for it. Uh, make a will, and whatever you do, don't go on life support. And uh, I, can, I can spend all night just talking about that process, but long story short, I watched him fight, and he lived two years. I watched him fight to live, and I'd never seen anything like it in my life. Because some people, some people don't even want to live. Uh, some people want to live just so they can eat food and <laughs> watch TV, right? There's another level. What level human being do you want to be? I want to be the eat food and watch TV level. That is a level. But I watched him as he slowly lost control of all the muscles in his body, became completely paralyzed. I watched him fight to do what God had asked him to do. And every day... He, he couldn't speak anymore. He couldn't move his arms, couldn't drive anymore. He, he couldn't walk. I, I would carry him around. I dressed him. I bathed him. I fed him. Uh, and it started to take like three hours to feed him, three hours to shower him, dress him, put him in a chair, and, and then do things. And it was just my wrists were sprained. My back was out. I'd never slept more than 15 minutes a night because he couldn't breathe and I'd have to turn him on the bed. Just, you know, really challenging things. And you don't know why. You don't understand anything. But you've got enough sense not to turn on God under any circumstance. And that's something all of you ladies, if you, if you take away one thing from this two days... Whatever happens to you in your life, never turn on God. Never turn on God. I like what Brother Moore says. Our faith in him should be at a level that even if we don't know what's happening or why it's happening, we know one thing. God is faithful. Well, Brother Dunnick passed away uh, 15 years ago tomorrow. And... Uh, I remember being so tired after those two years. And I remember saying to some my staff from Samoa, there were five of them helping us because we homeschooled the kids. I have a son with autism. That was hard enough, and I don't know why that either. And, uh, you know, you're just fighting with everything you have, homeschooling the kids, running the ministry, doing what God has asked you to do, 
And I got to the place where I went down. And it was right. We came back from the hospital. The funeral director said, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And uh, I came back to our house, and I just fell on the bedroom floor, and I was too tired to cry. I was too tired to cry. That's pretty tired. Because us girls, we like to cry. <laughs> we like the drama. <laughs> we like to send, send the alarm to everyone in the house, right? I was too tired to send the alarm. And as I was there on the floor, I, I heard this scripture looping on the inside of my spirit. It was 1 Corinthians 15 and 55. O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? And I must have laid there for about 20 minutes. And and I know some of you know this story already. And I, I just kept hearing that verse looping on the inside of me. Thank God I know his word and I've hidden it in my heart. And it's not a waste of time to read your Bible every day. Because when you need that word to loop, it's going to loop. It's going to loop, honey. And what is it? He's trying to help you. He's trying to get you up off the floor. He's trying to save your life now. He's trying to get you back up and running because there's still a purpose and a plan for you. He's trying to restore you. And so after about 20 minutes of laying there, I heard the Holy Spirit's voice. And he said my name. It was very personal. And I was still laying on the ground with the Bible verse, the pre-recorded word. But he said to me, you're winning, Patty. Get up. And I didn't feel like I was winning. I felt like I just lost everything. I didn't feel like my life and my future is bright. I felt like this is very uncertain. What's going to happen? What are we going to do? 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 You're winning. I just turned the volume down on on that. (laughs) You're winning, Patty. Get up. And you know what? Faith came by hearing. Oh, death, where is your sting? But faith also came at a higher level when I heard the rhema word of God. That's the spoken word of God. That's the Holy Spirit himself, the person of God living on the inside of me. Start to talk to me in and through all of this. And he said, you're winning. Get up. And so by faith, by faith in what? By faith in 1 Corinthians 15, 55. O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? And by faith in your winning, get up. I turn my face. You know, faith is expressed by speaking. We believe and we speak. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Out of the abundance of a man's heart or a woman's heart, 
we speak. We bring forth the good treasure of what's on the inside. And God just dropped a nice treasure down in there for me. And what was it? You're winning. Save my life. Save my future. Save my kids from having a bad mom. You know, I come from a long line of alcoholics. I don't know what you come from a long line of. But I, I did in my family, a lot of alcoholism, a lot of addiction to that. And I could have easily gone down and stayed down. But you understand the kind of person you need to be even when the worst thing you can ever imagine happens to you? Come on. You can't let this break you. You can't let this take your life. You can't become a horrible mother. You can't. I got a a 10-year-old and I got a 13-year-old. One of them has autism. One of them's a princess. (laughs) So I turned my head and by faith, I said the same thing God said. Literally my face in the carpet and I said, I'm winning. And I got up. But what I want to talk to you tonight about is the permanence of this win. Because when he said it to me, Along with that, there was this knowing. It was like, get up and never go back down this low. There was this, you know, I heard you're winning. Get up, Patty. But it was also, there was this whole volume of of strength that came behind it. There, There was this knowing that what he also means is, get up and stay up. And be permanently healed from this. And be permanently restored from this. And do not let this take your future. And so as I was laying there on the carpet, (laughs) I I knew that. And I said, when I get up, when I stand up, I'm going to stand up like this. And I'm going to start swinging. I'm going to get up, and I'm not just going to be like, my husband died. Hi, my husband died. Hello, how are you? My husband died. How are you doing? My name's Patty. My husband died. Hmm. I knew that when I stood up, it was going to be a permanent standing up for all time and for all eternity. I'm not going back down. I'm not getting that low. And then I'm going to get up swinging. Mm. I'm going to get up swinging. And I'm going to keep swinging. And I'm going to be a good mom. I'm going to be the best mom I can to my son. I'm going to be the best mom that I can to my daughter. Even if I cry myself to sleep at night. Because of the emotion that goes with the stress and how hard it is being a single parent and <laughs> love you too man anna was so easy 
Willem with whatever was going on with him, he'd be like in airports banging his head against a cement wall and start bleeding. And people would walk by and say, you're a horrible mother. You need to control your child. You know how you start to make a fist? (laughs) And you really want to punch him with this, but you're like... (laughs) That's a God punch. (laughs) Turn it into a thumbs up instead of a... Break your face. I am a pastor, and I think about punching people every now and then. And so do you. We talked with uh, Pastor Chris and Pastor Irene Korn about that. He's like, you know what I like about you? That one time you said you really wanted to punch somebody. I really like you. (laughs) So... I fought the good faith fight, and the Lord helped me. Do you know when it says the Holy Spirit is a helper? He's not kidding. He's available to get you off the ground and keep you off the ground on a permanent basis so that you can fulfill your call, break your tape, receive your crown, no matter what he's asked you to do, I know we've got the snacks over here. Somebody set up the table. Somebody's doing praise and worship. There's all different parts that cause this event to be a reality. And if that's what God has asked you to do, that's your rewardable purpose. Huh. So I'm not going to let anybody mess with my crown in the future. Huh. So the title of our message is, You Can't Break Me. And you might say, what if I'm broken right now, Pastor? Well, I want, I want you to know that I, I have felt the deepest kinds of pain there are. And, and the darkest days of my life. And crying myself to sleep quite a bit over the son with autism. Especially after Kelly died. He's the one who wanted a son. (laughs) I remember standing in the kitchen and Willem's doing something like Willem. And uh, I I would go, what's that? I was like, Kelly! gonna talk to you when I see you again. It's not gonna be a kiss either. Mm. But can we be restored to the uttermost? Or is our life gonna be just a process of falling down on my face and needing someone else to help me get back up? And just temporarily being up for a little bit but never really getting to take a step forward. And then, boom, I'm down again. She's down. She's up. She's down. She's up. She's down. She's up. She's down. She's down. She's still down. She's up. She's down. She's down. She's down. She's up. Do you think that's the highest level? Is that what Jesus shed his blood for? For it to be 
mostly down, sometimes up? Or can we walk in victory? Yes. So as a human being that I don't believe is that great, and I was alone quite a bit because I lived in the South Pacific Islands. (laughs) It's like Celine Dion. All by myself. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) And uh, I tell you one thing. Death took my husband. And, uh, you know, the residual effects of death is they tries to take everybody down that's still alive. But you know what I said to death? I said, you can't break me. You're not going to break me, and you're not going to break my kids, and I'm winning. And we're going to live our life, and we're going to be strong, and we're going to be happy, and we're going to stand And it's going to be a great life. You cannot break me. And I I just want to give you an example of a person that somehow figured this out on their own and decided, I'm not going to be broken. You can't break my heart, death. I'm going to break you. You can't take me. I just took you. You're not more powerful than me. You can't touch me. So, nah, 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 nah. (laughs) And so I want to just let you in on some of the fights and some of the victories that I believe, for me, uh, have gotten me to a place where, where I'm permanently ready to do something for God. And I'm not in need of ministry. I'm ready to minister. I'm ready to do something for the Lord. I tell my staff when we pray every morning, I say, you know, this is the the longest we've ever been on earth today. Everybody here, this is the longest you've ever been on earth today. And uh, this is the, the best version of you. This is what you have developed to in, uh, I'm going to be 60 in June. Praise the Lord. Very small woo. Uh, And everything, all the decisions that I've made to this point, everything that I've been through, uh, this, this today is the highest and greatest I've ever been. This is it. I'm better today than I was yesterday. And I want you to start thinking this way as well. I'm stronger today than I was yesterday. I wake up every morning to an increased version of me because I had a really good night's sleep. I was refreshed. I wake up every day to an increased version of what the Lord has done in me. I will not be afraid today. I will not worry. I will trust. I will believe I will take steps. I will keep moving forward. I'm not going to sit still down here. I am stronger than yesterday. I am increasing spirit, mind, and body. I'm not going down. You know, ladies, stop saying, well, you know, it gets worse and then you die. Stop saying that. 
stop saying that. Well, you know, it just gets worse and worse. And then, you know, it gets harder and harder and then you die. Why would you say that? You you know, it just gets worse and worse. Things get harder and harder. If you understand the power of the tongue, you would say it just gets better and better for me. And I just feel stronger and stronger. Let the weak say I am weak. Oh, okay. Strong. Let the poor say I am Rich, okay, I got it now. So you don't say what you have, you say what you want. You say what you believe in line with the promises in this book. Have you read your ticket? Once upon a time, there is a man from Ireland that was experiencing the great potato famine in Ireland. Anybody Irish, Irish Catholic? You wound up? Oh, yeah, you. What was your name again? Oh, that's, that's Anna. There was a man that came over from Ireland during the great potato blight, and he bought a ticket on a ship in those days to come across the Atlantic into New York City, and, of course, they're processed through Ellis Island. And he came over, and he just had enough money for the ticket. So he sat in his room, and he brought some crackers and some water. But while he was in the room, he... He heard all the parties and the dancing. You know what it sounds like when people are eating and there's that clink, 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 clink. Anna and I experienced that at the hotel last night. We we must have been very close to the restaurants because we could hear the hum and the buzz and the, the tinkling of glasses and silverware and people cutting stuff on their plate. All those noises turns into a big orchestra of... That's a party. That's, that's a dinner that I'm not at. So, <laughs> And then he heard all the, the entertainment, the dances, but he just had enough for the ticket, so he stayed in his room. Well, then they came pulling into New York Harbor there, and the Statue of Liberty is there, of course. And everybody, you guys have been to the Statue of Liberty, right, because you're so close. Who designed those stairs? He was French, okay? (laughs) I've been up to the top maybe five times because I grew up in Milford. That was like 50 minutes from New York, and we always went on a field trip there. It was glorious, just glorious. So the inscription on the plaque is, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, Come on, help me, guys. Your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuge of your teeming shores. Send these, the tired tempest-tossed, to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. So he wants to get to America. And they're disembarking. Everyone is shaking the captain's hand. And he gets up to the captain and said, Thank you very much for taking me to America. And he said, who are you? He said, well, I I was on the ship, but I didn't have enough money for the food and the parties and the plays and the dances and all that. And the captain said, why weren't you at the dinners? Why, Why weren't you at the parties? Why weren't you at my table? And he said, oh, I just had enough money for the, the ticket. He said, give me your ticket. 
and the man took his ticket out and, and handed it to him. And he, he said, uh, you didn't read your ticket because... Microphone. <laughs> all the food and all the dinners and the drinks and the, the plays and the dances and all the entertainment was included in the price of the ticket. That's when the facepalm was invented right there. (laughs) He goes, oh, I didn't know what was on the ticket. And I went without the entire journey. You don't want that to happen down here on earth because you didn't read what was in the ticket. With long life. Now, I'm still talking, don't say... Uh, It's getting worse and worse, and I'm getting older and older, and then I'm going to die. That's not what the ticket says. You need to read your ticket. What does it say? With long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. Woo! That's what I'm going to say. I don't know about you. (laughs) With long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. So I'm stronger than yesterday. I'm increasing spirit, mind, and body. I'm happy to report that I am not a mental case today, but I could have been, I could have been a contender for the heavyweight champion of the world in terms of being a mental case woman. I feel like I'm losing my mind. I don't know how much more I can take. I'm losing my mind. You're driving me crazy. Why are you saying that? Come on. I will never lose my mind. I will never lose my mind. You will never drive me crazy because I will kill you first. (laughs) I know after that, Miss Fiona will never invite me here to speak ever again. You touch me, I'm going to touch you. I'm never going to lose my mind. I can take everything that happens because I'm not alone. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I'm stronger today than yesterday. I can handle everything that comes my way. I can handle it mentally. I can handle it spiritually. I can handle it physically. I can handle it. Life can't break me. And this is, this is what, when you, when, you, when you get out of bed in the morning, now I sleep like this. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> and I actually have pink boxing gloves that I wear that match my pink pajamas. Right, Anna? I sleep like this on the inside. I do. I never let my dukes down. I got so used to fighting because there were so many things in my life that were so hard. I just decided instead of going like this, I'm just going to keep them up. (laughs) Keep them up. Nothing that happens today is going to break me. Nothing that happens today 
is going to hurt me at a level that I can't function, that I can't be the best version of me for my family. Thank you, Lord. I can handle everything that comes my way. Life can't break me. The death of my husband cannot break me. You smell that? No, you don't. <laughs> shh, shh. Do you smell that? That was a joke. Because you don't have to be quiet to smell things. <laughs> Who is this woman? <clears throat> Why have you brought her here? Shh, shh. Do you smell that? You don't have to be quiet to smell stuff, guys, right? Remember when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the fiery furnace and uh, the king Nebuchadnezzar went close, as close as he could, I guess, and he saw another man in there with them and he looked like the son of God and he just got that one right. He just pulled that right out of the hat. It was the son of God. Ding, 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 ding. Nebuchadnezzar, you win the prize for the day. You saw God. And when the, the three guys came out, they were amazed that they came out. And when they came out of the fire, it says that they actually handled them. They were like looking at their hair, particularly the, the ends, and their eyebrows. And they, they were looking at their clothes, their skin, and there were no burn marks. Their, their clothes were, were not singed. Their hair was not singed. And then they started... <laughs> no, I'm not going to do a joke. <laughs> Sniffing joke. <laughs> he said, they don't even smell like smoke. Wow. So God is able to protect us to that level but we still went through something that horrible? I don't smell like my husband died. And you don't have to either. You don't have to smell like what happened to you. You can be completely restored and completely healed, and you can smell like whatever body wash you used this morning. <laughs> I used the, we're staying over at the Hershey Hotel, which is very, whew, we got a good deal, praise God. And they have this coconut, no, not coconut, it's cocoa, cocoa, <laughs> and I'm rubbing it all over my body. <laughs> I can do this in a ladies' meeting. I would never do that with men around. <clears throat> Jeez, right? So I, I, can you smell me? She's going to smell me. (laughs) Do I smell like my husband died? No, why? Because 1 Corinthians 15, 55 saved my life. In addition to the spoken word, you're winning. Get up, Patty. And I sensed that meant a permanent get up and never go back down. Ladies, get up. You're winning. Get up. 
but I don't feel like I'm winning. I didn't either. Get up. You're winning. 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 Get up. Get up. Get up. You're winning. Get up and stay up. Get up and stay up. It's a permanent win. It's a permanent win. And this is something that Pastor Fiona, the first time I talked to her, she said, I really want to talk about healing and restoration. And she said, like, totally restored and totally healed and totally. And and the word that came into my heart is permanent situation, permanent condition for our life. We have a permanent victory. We just have to stand in it and take it. So what level are you going for? Let me just read the the end of this little thing. (sighs) Life can't break my heart. People can't break my heart. There's a wall there. There is. It says guard your heart with all diligence. Don't let people break your heart. Well, they did this. They said this. They abandoned me. I thought I was in the family, and then I found out I wasn't in the family. I, mean, they, I thought I was in the will, and then I found out I wasn't in the will. I, I thought I was going to be invited to the party, and I wasn't invited to the party. Don't let stuff like that break your heart. Because your heart is broken, your faith is broken. Mm. Faith is a product of the human spirit. You don't want your spirit broken. You can't break my heart. You can't break my spirit. You can't break my mind. You can't break my stride. You can't stop me from taking steps forward. Do you know, ladies, I heard this, and it wasn't original to me, but I heard someone say, if you've suffered a setback in your life, this is just normal advice, if you've suffered a major setback in your life, you must take a step forward. You must get up and take a step forward. And keep stepping forward, keep moving forward, keep going forward. I am winning through Christ who strengthens me. So Philippians 4.13 hung on the wall of our home. I read it every day multiple times going back and forth to my bedroom. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Weiss translation says, I am strong for all things in the one who constantly infuses strength in me. The Amplified says, I have strength for all things in Christ, who empowers me, and I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Now, this might hurt. I don't need anyone to pray for me. I don't need anyone to minister to me. I don't need pastor to lay hands on me. As a lifestyle. As a lifestyle. I don't need help. This is a level. And and this is tough. And I told you I was going to be tough. I don't need people to pray for me anymore. 
I get my own healings in the throne room of God. If I start to feel sick, I go right to him. I'll talk about that later. Because you need to function spiritually. Mm. I'm never up in the ministry line for healing, for help. Could you pray for me? Could you? Why? Because I don't need it. Not because I'm so great, but because this verse is the truth in my life. Hmm. You guys are pretty quiet. You guys are pretty quiet. So what if you get to the place in your life, and this is a level of, of living, Christianity, if there is a highest level, would you like it? So I don't have to go up in the healing line anymore. Why? Because I'm healed. I feel good. I don't need to call all my girlfriends and say, could you pray for me? I feel like I'm going crazy. Why? Because I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Are we Christians? Then let's be Christians. Let's believe this. Let's stand in this. Let's manifest this so that we can really help people who are going crazy, who are losing their minds, who are, and they're not in the kingdom. We're getting them into the kingdom. Instead of needing healing, I'm ministering healing. Instead of asking for prayer, I'm praying for people. Pastor, you're so tough on us. Well, you know, it is true. If you could look up into heaven today, there would be this paper sign taped to the great pearly gate saying, Help wanted. Positions available. God is a desperate employer. What do you mean? The harvest is great. And the laborers, the people that are actually at a level where I'm good. I'm good. I don't need prayer. Let's pray for people. Few. Few. So let's come up to the highest level possible. Uh, I'm going to push this further. Are you ready? Who are you identifying with from the word of God? Because as a Christian, you understand as a Christian, Christian means little Christ or like Christ, operating like Christ as a human being on earth. And I'm, I'm a full-time person that is called by the Lord to teach people to, what, to operate like Christ did. Well, I don't believe we can operate like Christ. Then why did he come? <clears throat> why are we called Christians? Anyways. Thank you, Lord, that you bring us to the highest level possible. I'm not talking about something that's not scriptural. I'm talking about what Paul says. There's apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists for what? For the perfecting of the saints. Those are people who are not in ministry. For the work of the ministry. Oh, so you're supposed to do ministry as well? Yes, the majority of it actually. For the edifying of the body. Mm. until we all come to the unity of the faith, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. 
So when Christ trained the twelve, how did he train them? Did he train them to be like Moses? No, he trained them to operate like he did. When Christ trained the 70, did he train them to operate like David or some other guy from the Old Testament? No, he trained human beings, 72 of them, while he was here on earth, to operate the same way he was operating on earth. Did they heal the sick? Remember uh, Matthew 10? Remember Matthew 9? We just quoted it. The harvest is great. The laborers are few. So what should we do? Let's go eat. (laughs) Pray the Lord of the harvest that he would thrust or send out more laborers into the harvest field. And then he picked 12 men and he anointed them to heal the sick, cast out devils. You guys know the ticket? And he sent them forth forth, and he said, uh, preach the kingdom, go now, heal the sick. Matthew 10, you guys bring your Bible? All right. Matthew 10 exceptional piece of red letters here verse 7 Jesus sending out 12 human beings that aren't him to do the same things that he was doing and he said as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand heal the sick oh only Jesus can do that no he just told the 12 to do that heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead Oh, Jesus is the only one that raised the dead. No, not according to this right here. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. So he trained 12 and then he trained another 70 for a total of 70. No, my math. 82 human beings that he trained while he was here for three years. And he left, he left the planet in good hands. He said, go. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Tell everybody what I told you. So we're not supposed to sit here and do nothing. The standard is Christ. How do you know? Because as soon as he came in contact with people, he began to bring them up in terms of the level that they were operating at. So we're wanting to, while we're here, we're wanting to operate like, fill in the blank there, Christ. Now, a lot of people don't even think about that. A lot of Christians don't even think about that at all. What? I should be operating like Christ. And if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll see exactly how Christ was operating as a human being anointed with the Spirit of God. So let me do a little quiz here. Who is your pattern in the Bible? And I want to give you the answer right now. Your pattern should be Jesus. Your pattern, the answer is, every time, it's going to be three examples. The answer is Jesus. Okay. The woman with the issue of blood. Everybody know that story? She came in the press behind and she touched his garment. And I I hope you see where I'm going with this. I don't want to belittle this woman. She came in the press behind. She touched his garment. And she was instantly healed. 
we know from the account that Jesus perceived and sensed the power of God went out of him as soon as she touched him. The power of God is real. And you can learn to flow with it and in it. And Jesus stopped said, who touched me? And the woman, fearing and trembling, came and told him everything. And he said, woman, your faith has made you heal, whole. Praise God. We use that scripture all the time. And we teach faith. If her faith made her whole, my faith will make me whole. Do you think uh, she stayed healed? Trick question. Do you think she stayed healed? Or a week later she started bleeding again? Come on. Did he heal her to the uttermost? Was there no relapse ever in her life? So what do you think she did after that when she didn't need healing? She started telling every pro- everybody probably about Jesus. But this is what I want to talk to you about. A lot of people will identify with a sick person in the Bible, which is good. You can identify with them for your healing. But they identify with a sick person in the Bible as their lifestyle. For instance, the woman with the issue of blood. See that? That's me. I'm always sick. I always need healing. And whenever I'm sick, the Lord always heals me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's me. I identify with the woman that's always needing healing, and, and they flip it that way. But the woman was healed, and I believe she was healed forever, and she was set free forever. She's not sick no more. She's not going to have a relapse. So let me see if you can take this. Yes, I identify with the fact that if I'm sick, I can be healed. I'm not discounting that. But I don't identify with the sick woman as being who I'm going to be on earth for the rest of my life. What about the person who's not sick? What about the... Now, this is Jesus, so just... What about the person who's not sick at all, who doesn't need healing? You guys okay? I mean, this is, this is tough to swallow if, if you've never heard anything like this. What about the human being that the power of God is coming out of him when people are touching him? That's your standard. That's your pattern. That's what you should be going for. That's what you should have your eye on. Now let's look at one of his disciples. You guys tired? You ready to go? Okay. Remember he trained Peter. Peter's not Jesus. But Peter was trained by the master to operate like the master. And he did. The book of Acts opens up with this guy. Acts chapter 3, Peter and John going into church, walk by that beggar guy. (laughs) 
I just received some information on the inside to go over and minister to him from the Holy Spirit. And he said, look at us. We don't have gold, but we got something else. Notice he didn't say, we don't know what we're doing. We don't know why we're stopping. Um, We're idiots. We just thought we'd stop by here today and say we don't have any money. Notice these guys knew what they were doing. They, they, why? Because God is telling them, tell this guy to get up and walk. And we know that from the description of the miracle in, in the next passages. And so Peter's operating like Jesus. And he heals a guy that never walked. He was lame from his mother's womb. A parallel miracle would be the man at the pool of Bethesda. That guy had walked previously, but now he's in this condition 38 years. So they're doing stuff that's (laughs) coming over into the the category of the greater works. He that believes in me, the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do. And so then also in Acts chapter 5, it says that they they knew that Peter was coming, and that when they found out, they, they brought people out in beds and couches and they they laid them in the streets that the shadow of Peter passing might pass over some of them. And uh, what do you think was happening? They were getting healed. You don't bring your person out that's in a stretcher for the shadow of Peter to, to pass them and nothing happened. So we understand in Acts chapter 5, this human being that's not Jesus but someone just like me God is flowing out of them. The same thing when Jesus said, I felt the power of God. I felt virtue come out of me and go into this woman. I felt an exchange. I felt, and she was healed. Peter, you wouldn't even have to touch him, but you get within a shadow's distance. And the river, remember Jesus prophesied that out of your belly would flow, out of your spirit would flow rivers. Well, give me an example of a human being that that happened. Peter didn't have to touch him. You get close to him, you're healed. Hmm. Could we develop to that level? Instead of watching TV and being on Facebook for 10 hours a day? Ow. You can say ow. That's the true riches right there. So do you want to be the woman that's always sick and needing help? Or do you want to be the person, the Savior? Why do we call him a Savior? One of the ways he saved us was by showing us how a human being with a relationship with God, unbroken fellowship with God, faith in God, power from God, and authority from God should be operating on the earth. I want to be... And I'm not Christ, remember? Luke said, the disciple will never be above the master. Do you know this verse? We'll balance this out in case your mind is somewhere on the floor right now. And that's fine. Sometimes you need to hear a message that will reset you to human being and where you should be aiming for. You should be aiming for Christ. He's the standard. He is the measure. 
be saved me by showing me how I should be operating. For 33 years we saw it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You didn't have to do that. You could have just died and left. But you lived here for 33 years and we saw that. So I don't identify with the woman that's sick. And, And what I'm saying is someone who's always sick and always needing. And that's a level that a lot of Christians are living at. And I want to say something. You're winning. Get up. God has more for you. God has more for you. Okay, let's pick another one. What about the woman at the well? Oh, that's me. I'm so messed up. <laughs> I've had fun. I, <laughs> I might hurt you here. I might hurt you. I'm going to hurt you a little bit. Oh, my relationships are just horrible. <laughs> that's me. That, and that's, this was a real human being with real life situations and really hurt and probably not okay emotionally. And trying to find the answers with relationships. And the Lord's waiting there at the well for her. Because God loves people. And you don't have to fix yourself for him to love you. He'll meet you right where you are today. He'll heal you. But do you identify with that? I'm just going to be a messed up lady for the rest of my life. What about the guy who's not messed up? said, if you, if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for water. And, and you'd learn that there's a well that you can draw from, a well of strength, a well of power, a well of mental fortitude. And it will never run dry. There's nothing that could happen to you here that you would have to run to another man. You could just draw from the well. You could just drink from the strength. You'd be healed from the inside. And you wouldn't be so messed up. You could help other women. You could minister. Instead of always needing ministry. I know this is tough. Sorry, Pastor. It's like I got a baseball bat up here. Okay, one more. Can you take it? All right, this is the last punch. Peter falling into the water. Do you know how many Christians identify with him messing up and not? That's me. I found myself in the scriptures. You did? Yes. This is me right here. I'm looking at the waves and the wind and I took my eyes off of the Lord. And as soon as I did, I lost faith and I began to sink. And I cried out, Lord, save me. And he's always going to save you. But is that going to be the story of your life? Lord, save me. Oops. Lord, save me. That's me. I always mess up. I do pretty good. I do good for a little bit. And then... And then when I ask God to save me, he saves me. And then I do pretty good. And then when I ask the Lord to save me, I start sinking. I start messing up. Is, is that what you want? Is that who you identify with? 
man, this is the toughest women's meeting I've ever been to. And I'm the one who's speaking. <laughs> okay, here's, here's the final blow. I'm Peter. I'm always messing up. I'm always going down. I'm always needing help. I'm always needing help back up. And I feel your pain. I don't discount your pain. I do not discount that. But there's a higher level that Christ has paid for you to live at. You are winning. Get up and stay up. Oh, but I'm Peter. I always mess up and I fall down and and I sink and I sink. And I'm just a messed up Christian. And I'm just messed up. I identify as messed up. That's me in the Bible. That's me. It's my badge. I'm a messed up person. What about the person, the other human being? This is my special effects. What about the other person who's effortlessly standing on the water, not messing up, not sinking down? Not losing faith. Not going under. What about him? Have you noticed the other human being that's just standing there on the water, on top of the water? What about him? Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Why would I want to do that? (laughs) Why would I not want to mess up all the time? I love the attention. I love the drama. What about the human being that's effortlessly standing on top of the water without any fear? Unbroken faith. Why did you doubt, Peter? You were doing it. You were doing it. So which one will you identify with from tonight on? Well, I don't really want to identify with Jesus, but I see there's no other way after you said all this. <laughs> you have permanently messed my mind up. <laughs> you know, one of the things that the Lord has asked me to do is to raise a standard in the Word of God. He spoke to me once. And I, I, was, I was specifically asking him about the, the book of Acts and how come there were so many miracles, and especially with the 12 that he trained. And I said to the Lord, I said, what did you say to them that I didn't hear when I was taught salvation? What kind of messages? What did you say to them on the mountain? Because in a very short period of time, within three years, these guys are raising the dead, they're healing the sick, they're casting out devils. They are overcoming, they are champions. What did you say to them that I didn't hear? In 1969, (laughs) in 70 and 71, what did you say to them? And the Lord said, read the books they wrote. Read 1 Peter, 2 Peter. Read... First, second, third, John. Oh, those are juicy. If you want to know what I said to them, read the books they wrote. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's a lot of things in there that aren't details in terms of what did you say to them? 
And he, he talked to me about some things. There's a whole other message here that I'm not going to get there. But he said, Patty, I expect you to train people the same way I train people as a five-fold ministry gift. And I expect you to produce people like Peter and John, James, and the twelve, except one was a dud. <laughs> Nobody's a dud in here. Thank you, Lord. I said, okay, Lord, you need to help me. You need to help me. Because I wasn't there. I've got this, but I've got the Holy Spirit as well. If you need to give it to me by direct revelation, give it to me by direct revelation. And so some of these messages are what he said to me. So our pattern as women, as Christians... Our pattern and our standard, the level that we're aiming for, the level that is available without being, uh, what's that word? What's that word? <clears throat> what is that word? Sacrilegious? Only Jesus could heal people? What about Peter? What about Paul? What about Philip, who went down to Samaria and cre- preached Christ? Cast out a lot of devils, healed a lot of people that were lame and on stretchers with palsies. What about Stephen? He wasn't one of the 12. He wasn't one of the 70. He wasn't one of the 120 in the upper room. Stephen was actually trained by Peter, and Philip was actually trained by Peter. Those two were actually the seven, part of the seven that were picked to wait on the Grecian widows that were left out in the daily ministration. And they became powerful forces for God. Can we become powerful forces for God? Uh, as, as girls? So what level are you aiming for tonight? Always needing prayer? Always needing ministry? Or constantly being in a position to minister? I'll give you the answer. The level that you're aiming for is constantly being in a position to help someone else, to minister. And I feel your pain. And the healer is here tonight, and the restorer, he's already working. If you need healing in your body, he'll heal you. He'll heal you forever. You'll never have to deal with it again. Thank you, Lord. Are you aiming for victim or victor? Are you aiming for snapped? I just snapped. (laughs) Or unbendable? Mm. Are you at your outer limit? Or is there no limit? There's no limit. There's nothing I can't do. There's nothing I can't take. There's nothing I can't go through. There's nothing I can't figure out. There's nothing I can't stand through. Are you going for that? Are you going for broken or are you going for unbreakable? (laughs) Are you going for staggering and struggling or unstoppable? Are you going to defeated or unbeatable? I'm unbeatable. Are you going for hopeless or full of fight? Strong spirit of a man will sustain them in bodily weakness. Mm. Are you going down or are you standing? When the smoke clears, you know, when the smoke clears. 
you're still standing. Are you wavering? Are you full assurance of faith? Are you in despair? Are you stronger than you've ever been, even though you're going through the hardest time in your life? Are you full of fear? Or do you have that spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind? I want to present to you tonight, and and we'll go through more scripture tomorrow, that... uh, The Lord wants to bring you to a place where this life cannot break you. Mm. That you are unbreakable. That you are unbeatable. Are you going through problems? Yeah. Is it comfortable? No, it's uncomfortable. But they can't break me. They can't beat me. They can't stop me. I am unbreakable. Breakable because of him who loves me. I'm unbendable. I'm unbeatable. You can't take me down because I'm standing with someone whose strength keeps me up no matter what is happening. And there's no limit to this strength. I'm never going down. I'm unbreakable. I'm unbeatable. I'm unstoppable. And that's exactly the kind of woman God wants you to be. So should we close with another story? I want to show you a little bit how I fight, especially in the realm of the mind. Second Corinthians chapter 10, I believe it's 345, 3456, somewhere in there. It says that though we're in the world, we don't war after the world, like the world, we don't fight physically. Um, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are spiritual, actually, and they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strong holds. The pulling down of strong holds, the casting down of imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Do you know, Satan has no superpower. He has no power. Do you know the only power he has is he's a professional liar. He is a professional liar. That is his superpower. What a jerk. What an idiot. And he's really good at it. I'm going to tell you two stories as we close to, to show you some fiery darts. And I know if he's attacking me in these ways, I almost didn't notice it. He's so smooth. So smooth with a V. So smooth. <laughs> I remember about five years ago, Having the thought, I'm tired. I don't know how much longer I can do this. And I'm talking about 30 schools in the Pacific, running the ship, coordinating. I I believe our staff is about 60 people now. I don't know. 60 people, four different nations, uh, dealing with the churches, dealing with all different things. And I can do it. And I say to myself, Patty... You're strong enough physically. 
you can handle the mental load, you can handle it because you're not doing it alone. And so I remember, though, having this thought, I'm tired. And every day I would think that in my mind. I'm tired. And in addition to that, the sentence went on, I don't know how much longer I can do this. Hmm. And this went on for about a year to the place where I actually started to believe that and I started saying it out of my mouth to my husband, to, to my daughter, and I, I'm, I'm tired, honey. I don't know how much longer I can do this. But then one day, I was standing at my makeup table getting ready for school. I believe in makeup, I believe in nice dresses, and I believe in shoes. I believe in Jesus, and I believe in chocolate. Red meat, spaghetti and meatballs, the American flag. And so I'm standing there doing my mascara. Are you guys like this too? Okay, I'm doing my mascara, and, and the thought came again. You're tired. You don't know how much longer you're going to be able to do this. And I caught it. This time I caught it. But I didn't catch it because he is so smooth. It's an attack. And I stood there and I, and I stopped. And I, and I said, wait a minute. That, that didn't come up out of my heart. Now, one of the things, lady, as Christians, we should be able to identify and be sensitive enough to know if something came up out of your own heart, if it was the Lord, or if it was your own human spirit, or if something comes in from the outside into your mind. You should be able to divide those things. You should be able to judge those things. If you want to come to school in Samoa, please come. You'll get three years with me and my baseball bat. And so I caught it, and and I, I said, wait a minute. That didn't come up out of my heart. That wasn't me. That's not me saying that. That wasn't the Holy Spirit saying, you're tired, Patty. You don't know how much longer you can do this. And I was like, Sacagawea, this guy! He's been feeding this into my mind for one year. You're tired. You don't know how much longer you're going to be able to do this. You're tired. You don't know how much longer you're going to be able to do this. You're tired. You don't know how much longer you're going to be able to do this. You're going to have to close things down. You're going to have to step back. You're going to have to downsize. You're not going to be able to do the 30 schools. You dirty rat. Ah, I caught you. I see you now. Ah. That was a fiery dart. That was an imagination. That was a reasoning. That was against the plan of God for my life. That would have stopped me from crossing my finish line. That would have stopped me from hearing, well done. I would have just heard, well. (laughs) Well, you're here. Enjoy the party. (laughs) Not well done, good and faithful servant. 
You've been faithful with a little. You finished your course. You kept the faith. You didn't give up. Here's the crown of righteousness. Don't mess with my crown. Don't mess. You, you try to steal my crown? You get in the way of me getting my crown? I'll be very polite, but it's not going to steal my crown. You're not going to break me. You're not going to break my heart. You're not going to break my mind. You're not going to break my stride. You're not going to break me from finishing. You're not going to take my crown. Because we get our crowns for what we do here. I'll say that again. You will get a crown for what you do here. So this is your chance. And so I said, shut up. Not to you. I'm talking to the thought. What are you doing? I'm casting that down. I, I saw it. And ladies, be aware of that. Maybe you're saying, I'm tired. I don't know how much longer I can do this. I don't know how much longer I'm going to live. Mm. Is that coming? Shoot. Is that a drive-by shooting? Let me just tell you something about the enemy. He's a liar. He's a professional liar. That's his power. He's really good at it. He'll make you think it's your thought. And he is trying to kill you. He's a murderer from the beginning. You do not want to mess with this guy. You want to shut him down every time. And you want to recognize the fiery darts and put the shield up. And so I cast that imagination down, and this is how it went. Ha! I see you, (laughs) you dirty rat. I said, you've been feeding that into my mind for a whole year, and I've been starting to believe it. But you know what? It's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie. I actually, I don't, and I said, actually, now that I think about it, I don't feel tired. I'm checking my physical body. I'm like, actually, I don't feel tired. And I'm saying this out loud, all by myself, like Celine Dion, in my bed, in my dressing area, which is really small. Actually, I don't feel tired. I feel stronger than I've ever felt, and I'm 60 years old. And I'm not on any kind of medication or drugs. I feel better than I have ever felt. I feel stronger than I've ever. And I'm saying this out loud. What am I doing? I'm casting. I'm shutting this thing off. From this day forward, I'm not tired. I feel stronger than I've ever felt. And like Captain America, I can do this all day long. I can start Bible schools. I can start churches. I can drive the little ship across the South Pacific. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you got to catch this rascal. If he's been lying to your head, you're not going to make it. You're not going to live much longer. Where is that coming from? Why would you even think that? Throw it out. Be like Captain America. I'm going to do everything that God told me to do. And I can do this all day long. Because you only have to deal with 24 hours at a time. 
Right? That's what the Bible said. Take no thought for tomorrow. Tomorrow is enough for... But today, we're overcoming. We're doing everything God told us to do. We're not believing lies. So that's one of the ways that I fight. Ah, the garbage can lid is there. Why don't you stand with me? And we'll just set Pastor Fiona up. I don't know what she's going to talk about. But this is uh, from Pastor... Irene, she made this special. We're going we're gonna to close with this. You, you know about the shield of faith, right? Anna, can you come and be the devil? <coughs> can everybody see this? Just at this ladies' meeting, we can go in front. At this ladies' meeting, We're coming out tougher than we've ever been before. And a lot of times people think about using a shield and the thought is I'm going to hide behind this because I'm afraid. You're totally wrong there. (laughs) So when the devil comes, punch me. Your husband died. Oh, stop. You're hurting me. You broke my life. I'll never live again. I'm not getting up. Oh, shield. Oh, stop. You know, this, they think, okay, a Christian, this is our position. Stop. You're hurting me. Your, Your child has autism. Punch me again. Oh, stop. You're hurting me. I feel like I'm going to go crazy. Oh, please, stop. (laughs) Oh, please, stop. Oh, please. Oh, please, I beg you. Stop. Stop. Did you know that a shield... 100% plastic. Did you know that a shield is a weapon as well? Did you know that when you use your shield of faith, it's a pushing weapon? It's a blocking weapon? It's not just for you to like back up and I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm still losing, I'm losing more, I'm losing. So punch me, death. You're not taking me. Oh, sorry, hon. I mean, where are you in this fight? Okay, death, punch me. I got down on the ground. You're winning. Get up. Okay. (laughs) No, this is unrehearsed. Okay. Oh, Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Okay. So this is just as much a weapon as this. Don't hide behind the shield. It's not for hiding. It's for biffing. It's for blocking. It's for, oh, honey, no, it's for, shut up. (laughs) Shutting it down, you block it, and then you kill the thought with what you said. I can do this all day long. I'm winning. I'm getting up, and I'm never going back down. Boof, boof. Block, 
push back against the thoughts, push back against what has happened to you in your life, and then kill it with the word. This is what God said. I know that hurt like crazy what just happened to me, but you can't break me. You can't break my heart. You can't break my life. You can't break me as a mom. You can't break me as a wife. You can't break me as a single mother. No matter what's happened to me, you can't break me. And maybe you've been through a lot, but today's the day. Total restoration. Total freedom. Total healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm just seeing if we should go or we should quit. I think we're good. I think, yeah. We'll pick, can we stay here until tomorrow? Because the Lord, <laughs> not, I mean not literally, but just, we'll pick back. Did I hurt you? Stop. Okay. <clears throat> so whatever you need from the Lord, he's got it for you. And start to think about what Jesus did for you on the cross it purchased some permanent truths and positions for you while you're here. Salvation, definitely one of them. Healing, definitely one of them. Provision, definitely one of them. But you understand there's a lot of stuff we go through with people that it's not God, it's people. And he has nothing to do with it. God has nothing to do with how people have treated you. They are not him. They are free-willed human beings. So you've got to be able to navigate all these things. So remember what we learned today? You can't break me. You can't break me. And I'm not fiapoku, menika, Oh, that's sorry. Um, I'm not a show-off, proud person about that. I, I am a product of being driven to my knees because of all the things that have happened to me. But God told me to get up. And I'd like you guys to get up tonight, too. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pastor, do you have anything? What? I'm sorry, I can't see the clock. Is it nine? Ten to nine. That's long enough. I have a song, but we'll sing it tomorrow. Pastor, please. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Pastor Patty. Amen. Ladies, you can sit for just a, a minute if you'd like. That was amazing. Thank you, Pastor Patty. I feel like you did so much work to help me. And to help us all, you know, one of the things I want you to start training yourself to do is when a woman or a man or a child displays godlike qualities, you actually cheer them on and you don't think they're being proud. That alone will do wonders for your own life. And so, because the thing you judge in someone else, you prevent yourself from becoming. I've coached 
quite a few people on some things in life. And I remember this one young lady I coached and her dream was to be a missionary uh, with Heidi Baker, you know, with those kids and stuff. And then after that, she wanted to buy a car. She had like this. So her plan was eight years long, like to do what she wanted to do is going to be eight years from when we were speaking. This was 12 years ago because I was pregnant with Josiah when I was talking to her. I remember that. And and she's telling me, and I'm giving her a plan, and she says, but I, I you know, and I said, ah, oh, you have pride in that subject matter, and you judge other people that do it. And immediately she said, oh, you're hurting my heart right now. Wow, that is true. And she she got it out of her. And within five less than five years, she went to the ministry, did her missionary work, trained to become on staff. She came back, married the guy that she dumped, which ended up being the perfect guy for her. Uh, have kids, all of that happened in like less than five years because she stopped something she was judging others for in her heart. And that was preventing her from doing what she needed to do to get to where God wanted her to be. Do you see? The devil is a thief and a liar. And he'll come at you from angles that you don't even think about. And I am so glad you preached that. This is awesome. It's fantastic. So (laughs) are you guys doing all right? (laughs) So tonight when you go home and when you go back to your hotel, I don't know who's overnight and who's staying, but you... Whatever you have going on tomorrow, unless it's something that cannot be changed, change it. (laughs) Because you want to come back. You don't want to just, you know, you want to come back. You want to hear the rest of the message. And then you want to hear what I have to say because it's going to (laughs) help. We're going along the same line. Uh, I want to give you the opportunity to bless, you know, the ministry that you saw what she does. And to bless what God is doing in that part of the world. Like, I don't think you know too many people that are working in that part of the world. I'm just saying, this is your chance. (laughs) So if you want the opportunity, we will give that to you. Uh, We have two podiums right by the bookstore right there. And on the way out, they they both look about the same. And uh, at any time, tonight, tomorrow, any time, while we're preaching, teaching, the Holy Spirit says, do this, you can get up and go do do that, right? So I want to let you know about that. And then the beautiful bags that we gave you. Thank you, ladies, for putting that all together. It's your gift from us. Um, There's a book of mine in each bag or a journal or something that you received. Um, If you don't like the one you have, you can switch with the ladies on your table. So (laughs) uh, I want you to utilize them for taking some good notes, doing what you've got to do. Tomorrow we're going to meet back here at 930 that our time tomorrow at 9 30 and then uh we're going to go until two so we're going to serve you lunch right uh everybody who's coming back tomorrow almost everybody okay that's good. <laughs> um and if you didn't grab a sandwich and there's still more sandwiches and you're hungry you just grab one on the way out we're okay with that right do we have extras yeah uh thank you to all the ladies and the men that did all this work Didn't they do a good job? I got here about 
4.30 this afternoon, and I got to see it for the first time. So that's how we function around here. We make the check out to VCF. Thank you. Very good question. Make the check out to VCF. That's our church. And we will put things together and give Patty what, you know, we, we always add. We got our own thing going on, but we're giving you a chance to get in on it, right? <laughs> so just go ahead and make the check out to VCF if you're giving by check. Also in the bookstore. So right now, after the service, for about five minutes, we're going to leave the auctioning items open so you can go make your final bid and then the items will be taken to the bookstore for you to pay for them everybody got that did people bid did we get some bids you guys bid on stuff all right you should walk out that you've planted seeds tonight seeds were planted into you have you ever heard that not the people from vcf because i know you've heard that (laughs) the folks that haven't how many women have never heard that before what patty preached tonight what she preached about as far as in the story who you identify with. Everybody's heard that before? Well, that's what I'm saying. If you haven't heard that before, put your hand up. (laughs) Patty's like, was I preaching to the choir? (laughs) So, yeah, I tried to teach that concept at Woven, and they all stared at me. I remember. It was, (laughs) but a lot of the women got it. But it was still shocking because you can't imagine. It's almost like you think you're disrespecting God, you know, when you first hear it. But Jesus asked us to do that. (laughs) Like Jesus said, this is what I want you to do. (laughs) So if we're going to do what Jesus did, we have to like see what he did and behave like he did. Not like the people were helping. Does that make sense? That's my layman's term of it. But... (laughs) um, I'm just agreeing with everything Patty said, and I feel like I've met a woman (laughs) that I can identify with. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Uh, So were you blessed tonight? Amen. And uh, tomorrow is going to be an amazing day. We have more prizes to give away. We have more things to auction. And don't forget your ping pong balls. I'm serious. So, so bring back your ping pong balls <laughs> to win prizes tomorrow. We forgot about, we didn't think about that, did we? But we, we might do it differently. We don't know. But, uh, but bring the ball back if you'd like and you can participate. But here's the thing I want you to do. I want you to sow compliments into other women's lives, right? So we've given you the way to do it. Hand somebody a ping pong ball on the way out and make their evening better. <laughs> Amen? Um, did I forget anything? Oh, no, you could take your bags with you, yep, but uh, just kind of bring the ball back, I guess, because I don't think we want to ride 150 balls again. I want my team to go home and sleep. I would like to recognize Pastor Irene, if you wouldn't mind. St- I, I apologize for not doing it earlier. <laughs> this is Pastor Irene. Uh, her and her husband are our district pastors for the RMAI, which were part of the RAMA um, Ministerial Association. And they're from State College, the State College. It was their church that Pastor Doug went on a Sunday night to hear Pastor Patty preach. And he came home and he said, Fiona, you're going to love her. We have to have her because it's like I had just been telling Doug everything that you were preaching that night. 
I had told Doug everything, like I was saying those things to Doug, and he went and heard you preach it, and I was like, ah! So anyway, <laughs> thank you. So, <laughs> so anyway, thank you, Pastor Ryan. And then you have a whole group from the church that's here. And, uh, oh, oh, okay, great. <laughs> we like extra around here. And this Pastor Brittany Rex, your husband, and uh, tell me your husband's name again, Darren. You can stand up to the lady see your beautiful face. <laughs> She's hiding from us. They also have a church, Faith and Fire, is it? Yeah. And um, she has this, I love her, her um, advertising for the, her women's group, Well-Watered Women. I love it. <laughs> it's a beautiful color, and it catches my attention every time. So um, they're our neighbors, and they came. And then I'd like to introduce to you Miss Beverly Hoffman. <laughs> She is, um, you guys know uh, Pastor Steve, uh, well, missionary Steve Hoffman and uh, Beverly. They're missionaries to Uganda, well, to Africa, really. And they have lived at the Blessed Church Home Orphanage and helped to serve there for like a whole summer, I think. Yeah. So she is also, they're also part of our board here for the church. So you want to say hello to everybody because you're not going to be here tomorrow, I think. Well, maybe your plans have changed. They might. <laughs> Amen. It's been a real blessing to be here. Amen. They're going to be preaching for us in a couple of weeks here at the church. They're going to Uganda in August. And they're open to take anyone with them that would be interested in going to an African missionary trip. Amen. Think about it, ladies. Listen, what are you going to do with your life? Eat food and watch TV. I just love that so much. I'm like, I need to check my schedule. How much time am I spending eating food and watching TV? This could be a problem. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, what level of life do you want to live? Ladies, you hear what we're saying. Amen. I know you're tired, but listen, if you watch TV, you're probably still going to be watching TV late. So you're good being right here. I want to recognize my husband. Come on up, my love. We have been pastoring here for 20 years. Which I know is shocking because I do not look that old. I I know. (laughs) I was three months pregnant with our now 20-year-old son when we first came to this church. So anyway, I called you all the way up here for a reason. Um, (laughs) My husband is our pastor here at the church. I came along for the ride, and I kind of stuck with him. I was like, well, we'll just stick around. <laughs> and I feel like the ground has shaken, and the mindsets are broken about women. <laughs> and God wants to use every human that he created to fulfill his plan and purpose that he put in them, not just some fly-by-night idea from a loser. So I, I just want you to think about everything you heard tonight and meditate on the word of God and come back tomorrow prepped and ready for more. Amen? So my husband here is going to pray us out. <laughs> Father, we're so grateful and thankful that you made us unbreakable. Yes. We are strong in you and in the power of your might. 
And Father, when we lay our heads down tonight to sleep, we're going to think about who you made us and who you created us to be. These are marvelous, wonderful women, Father, who are powerful. And Lord, we give you thanks and praise that your hand is upon us, your spirit is within us, and your glory is all around us. And we give you the honor and the glory and the praise in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bless these women tonight. Amen. Amen.